Hello and welcome to Scott Rock. Where your hosts from Climb Scotland, Robert McKenzie and me, Cal McBain, catch up with climbers every two weeks who have different epic tales to tell us. We hope you enjoy the show. And remember, when you're out climbing, be safe and do your buddy checks. Hello everyone and welcome back to Scott Rock. Uh, this week we have, this week, this month, uh, we have a, a really cool episode for you. Um, a guest who is one of those really genuine good guys who is trying to do good in this world. Um, it's a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster this, this one, but it will restore your faith in humanity that there are still good people out there trying to do good as best they can. Um, but before we kick off, I do have an apology. I know that this is episode 30, and as promised, every 10 episodes we were going to do a controversial podcast. Um, we didn't quite get around to getting it done for this month. But we will do our absolute damnedest to get it done for next month. So, controversial podcast is still coming up. Don't worry, it is going to happen. You're not going to miss it. But let's get back to uh, our interview. We have Jamie White. Now, you might not know Jamie White's name, but he runs a a small business down in Sussex uh, called Climb Free. And Climb Free is a a not-for-profit company that tries to help people that have come through any kind of mental health support background. Um, Trying to give people the chance to do something productive, help themselves through any traumas that they've had, uh, help themselves through any mental health um, issues that they're they're having. Uh, And he's using climbing as a way to do that. really really lovely story he comes at this from his own personal experience as well um so yeah a little bit of an emotional roller coaster this one but will definitely make you feel warm and fuzzy by the end of it so sit back and enjoy the chat with jamie white sweet cool right so thanks for doing this i know it's like totally random uh just for everyone listening like for a bit of background i'll probably do this in the intro anyway but uh, we are here at the World Ch- Senior World Championships uh, in Ratho, um, and we have a special guest. <laughs> As we do, we like to go around and chat to people that have got cool stories, and uh, the guest today has a pretty cool story, a, a really nice, uh, heartwarming story, um, does, a, does some good in the world, uh, and we like talking to people that have got some good in the world. So, do us a favour. Give us a little introduction, who you are, what you do, why you're here. Cool. Um, well, my name is Jamie White. Um, I'm from down down in Sussex. That's where I'm based. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, just had a bit of a spontaneous, uh, spontaneous, spontane- can't even spit the word out, <laughs> spontaneous um, little invite to come up here and, and uh, have a little uh, stall or exhibition of our, what we do. Um, so... I have a company which is not for profit um, called Climb Free. Um, and the purpose of Climb Free is to help people with poor mental health or from socioeconomically challenged backgrounds access our incredible sport, uh, which is so amazingly being showcased for us out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's cool that you guys got a stand here. Um, yeah, it's... You described it earlier that you had to... Would you say you bought Zoe a, a <laughs> rum and coke? Rum and coke. Yeah. <laughs> the best bribe in the world. <laughs> Brilliant. That's awesome. I think I owe some more. It's really cool to have you here. Um, so, yeah, like you run Climb Free. Uh, is it up just out of one wall at the moment? It is currently. currently. So, we've, we've run a, a pilot uh, session just to try and sort of work out how it's going to how we can scale it up. Right. Um, but it runs out of a, a wall down in, in Sussex, sorry. Um, that basically is free for anybody to attend. Um, the punches that we have are fundraised by us and the sale of merchandise and just yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting our name out there. Um, and then people can come along and attend and uh, yeah, enjoy climbing with a little bit of instruction and then a, a mental health based syllabus that runs alongside it. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, who are the people that you, you work with then? Is, is it people that are, like you said, people that come from, oh God, how do I word this? Any kind of mental health support background yeah. um, and people from a socioeconomic background. But who are the people that generally come and, and use your service? Well, I guess it's sort of come about from my own personal experience and um, having a history of poor mental health. Um, I was introduced to climbing and, you know, one and one make yeah. two. Um, and I think a lot of climbers in general use our sport for the benefits that it has for our mental health. Yeah, yeah. And so the people that attend, um, to start with, I just wanted it to be a, a word of mouth thing. I think the best things in life are word of mouth. And um, I didn't want there to be any, uh, there's already enough stigma around mental health issues. I don't want to then say, you have to prove to us that, you've got poor mental health or yeah, yeah. show us a bank statement or something like that. So we're just running it word of mouth. If you feel you need the service, you can come and use it. And uh, yeah, everybody's welcome. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's been really well received. So yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah, like the, I, I totally appreciate the word of mouth thing. You know, people will will do the advertising for you if they feel like what you do is exactly. worth it. If yeah. It's making a difference. Yeah. Know? If they're passionate, if people are passionate about stuff, they'll do the advertising yeah. for you. And um, like from that, we've had people that have had an existing background in climbing yeah. and um, conversely, people that have no history in climbing at all that have literally just come in off the street, either been invited by a friend that does climb yeah. or just heard about it somehow. That's and awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And how many people have you had so far? Good question. Ooh. See if I can... Here we go. On the spot. Here stats. we go. I think... In total, in the first 10 month period, we had over about 350 individuals. Yeah. Um, and there's a core base. 350? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Those then, are awesome numbers. Yeah. And then we've had a core of people that are there you know, weekly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, was, I think I told you earlier that what's been really good is that we've got a a conversion rate. That's totally the wrong word I want to use, but um, <laughs> people that have become uh, monthly members of the, the climbing wall anyway yeah. so it's about 75% of those people are now monthly members um, see when you told me that obviously we had a chat earlier and you said 75% I didn't realise it was 75% of 350 people well there's a core so some of those people have like return I don't know like once a month yeah. some of them have got some serious like uh, social anxiety and stuff so they're not there weekly Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them are there weekly um, some of Obviously, been decided it's not quite for them. Yeah, but yeah. 
But I think that was our reach in those first 10 months. I mean, for 10 months, that's a huge impact to have. Yeah. Like, a lot of organisations, for 10 months, if they impact like 15 people, they take that as a success. Yeah. Because at least they've impacted the lives of some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge numbers yeah. for you guys are working. I think that's sort of, again, what's given me this, this push is that mental health around the world, and specifically, obviously, in this country, yeah. is at an all-time you know, peak. I yeah. think... With with the push of mental health awareness in the in the last few years, like the more awareness there is, obviously the more influx there's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And um, and rather than now raising awareness, I think we need to have a a service or a product that's going to help people, you know, deal with with some of those issues that they're now. Yeah, yeah. Have arisen or they're aware of. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like putting things on. I think we we described it yesterday as putting things on. Give people an opportunity to help themselves. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's not a service that's there to help you. No. You make the step, you come along. Yeah, There's yeah. an opportunity here for you to take that. Climbing is just the vessel that gives you that help. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was explaining um, a little bit about my backstory. So I, my parents separated when I was quite young, about, about 10. And then from about 11 onwards, I got heavily involved in uh, drugs. Um, and was a, a serious drug abuser till about the age of 17, 18, at which point, very randomly, as I was trying to exit that social group to to um, get away from the drug scene, um, one of my friends decided to take me to, at the time, our local climbing wall, which was a yeah. tiny little shed. Um, it was the only one near well, us by a long way. And I just fell in love with it, like, that was the first time I had encountered a sport that allowed me to switch off the busyness of my brain yeah. and, and give me a bit of rest. Um, and yeah, so I just loved it. He never went again. Really? And that was, wow. that was it. And I, sorry. It just grabs people in different ways. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't. Yeah. I think it, it really appeals. Well, like I say, it appealed to me because I had such a, a noisy mind. Um, trying other sports like running, which is often associated with mental health yeah. charities, it's awesome. But it gives you a lot of time with your mind, mm. and uh, if your mind's you know in a dark place or or busy, it's not the best thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, climbing just fit fit me. But then I, although it was a really wonderful community, and I'm I'm really good friends with them now. At the time, it was quite uh, awkward and difficult to try and gain access to that social group. Right. Um, as an outsider and it took quite a long time to you know gain their friendship and trust and, and whatnot and so I, I just wanted to create a service and a, and a space where people maybe didn't quite have to have that difficulty of turning up into an environment that might be intimidating or unknown and then also being faced with a lot of people that are comfortable in that environment yeah, yeah. so if we can have somebody so like I instruct the session and so I'm there as a friendly face each week and they know that I'm always going to be there. Um, so they know there's at least one person yeah. they can come and talk yeah. to. And then I can introduce them to other regular climbers of that climbing wall um, and other staff members of the climbing wall. Yeah. And from there, they can start to become comfortable and safe in that space. Yeah. Like climbing is a, the climbing community is, I've, I've always hoped and felt that it, it, it's a massively inviting community. Yeah. Everybody's lovely in it, but each group, Still needs it. at least that one person that is going. Oh, hey, yeah. How are you? Come and join us. For sure. 
and not not every group has that. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of groups of co-clothing, a lot of friend groups. It's, this is our friend group, we co-clothing. And they're social and whatever, but yeah, yeah, sometimes you need that at least that one person to sort of step outside and go, yeah. right, come, come join us. For um, sure, especially if you've you know if you've experienced some mental trauma, yeah, um, or some emotional trauma, and like for me, I I had to lose all of that that social group previously and there was a lot of trauma off the back of that and then to sort of you know introduce yourself to people and then expecting you to be like oh you know on this nice t-. you're actually trying to introduce yourself saying oh, i'm pretty traumatized at the minute yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah and it's that's not easy so yeah to have that sort of like say out outstretched arm to say we appreciate you might be in, in a vulnerable state come and come and do something that's going to you know help you to cultivate regaining that good, yeah. good mental state. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, I want to just backtrack for a second. Like you said, you you got into the sort of drug lifestyle when you were 10, 11, yeah. like that, that. It's crazy young to be like, how how does that happen? I, like, obviously, I, during my time, and I'm sure we all know a little bit, <laughs> partake in certain, certain, certain substances. Um, <laughs> But generally not from that young. It no. just seems inconceivable yeah. to me as a kind of outsider who's not been in that world. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, there's kids that are getting into yeah. that young. It's, it's, yeah, I guess for me, um, my parents separated just as I was sort of transitioning from uh, primary school into secondary school. Yeah. And I went into a secondary school again where none of my primary school friends were going to. So I was just a, a lone yeah, fish in right, a big pond. right. And uh, because of the emotional trauma of my parents separating, um, I just uh, gravitated towards perhaps the the uh, the worst company, <laughs> um, and yeah, just yeah, just got into things like that, and then um, yeah, spiraled. Used it obviously as a a cover up for emotional issues. As and, a yeah. lot of people you take drugs do, yeah, for sure, it's, it's the escape. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said like when you you got you were into it some like seventeen years. Yeah, it's about yeah. seventeen, eighteen. And that's when you could have got introduced to climbing. But yeah. what what was it that made you think I I need to do something like something needs to change? Um, I if I you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd lost a few friends to drugs right. and nearly lost my life countless times. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a lover of life, and I was just in this weird circle of like, yeah, harming myself. And also, you know, the classic like living for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to the weekend and you'd be so out of it, you wouldn't remember it. And I was like, what's the point what's in the that point random process? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wanted, I just wanted to change that and, and better myself. Um, and incredibly, like I said, found, found a sport which encompasses that totally. It's yeah. progressive. Um, and it's it's full of um, people that are just trying to better themselves. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool that you came across that, or you came to that sort of conclusion yourself. Uh, like a lot of people, whether they're drug users or not, a lot yeah. of people don't have that yeah. awareness to to be like something needs to change yeah. here. You know, that, that I need to do something productive. I need to fix something. You yeah. know, um, there's a lot of people go through like they, they don't have that. They need somebody else. To maybe point that out, yeah, so yeah. it's super cool. You you have that awareness, yeah, um, and now you're helping people well, get that 
of trying to help people yeah, for themselves, sure. you know, you know. I feel that's, like I've got a, a wealth of experience yeah, and, and yeah. you know, that's, that's essentially the only wealth I do have. <laughs> so I want to share that with people. Yeah. And, you know, I think some people maybe do have that awareness, but don't have the, uh, support around them or the circumstances to be able to break those cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously then you're stepping into the realm of, of, you know, mental health support and learning about the brain and the mind and how it, how it works yeah. and I just think climbing is again such a fantastic tool for being able to rebuild from poor mental health yeah, yeah. So, why is that um I think a lot of trauma potentially like childhood trauma or anything like that um, one of the biggest issues with or causes of poor mental health is a lack of self-worth mm. um, and of course climbing is all about a sense of achievement yeah you you can push your mind and your body to do things that you like moments before didn't think possible yeah um, and that feeling that you get when you realize that you can do that is it's the best feeling in the world isn't it yeah you're, yeah. you're trying to maybe reach a hold that just feels impossible physically yeah and then get it and you're just like it's like how did i do that internal challenge yeah, you know? absolutely you know, sometimes it comes externally. Someone says, "I've tried this move or whatever," but as yeah. soon as you get on the wall, it's all about yeah, you. Absolutely totally internal. Yeah, uh, and like you said, when you finally get that move or whatever, the yeah. prize is yeah. yours. It's nobody else's. Absolutely. Yours. Yeah. And I was saying earlier that the the other thing is, you, the community is so unique in the sense that you've never met probably any of these people before, but you can hear them all behind you, all cheering you yeah. on because we all have a shared goal, which is to get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know we all have a, a shared goal in life don't we that we all want to be happy yeah and yeah. so I just it sort of marries up that yeah being in that environment can help you to rebuild that sense of self-worth and I think once you have that again you can start to progress forward in addressing other mental health issues yeah yeah um, that's cool Did, what was it when you that first day you went climbing you you fell in love but like what was it that that grabbed you was it you kind of recognised the benefit that it could have, or was it the movement, or yeah, I think was um, it a challenge. For me, I've got such a busy mind; mm. it just doesn't stop. And then, um, like I say, it was the first sport I'd come across where you literally cannot think of anything else yeah. apart from what you're doing, being present in the moment. About like you say, your your body and the movement on the wall, um, and it just gave me the first bit of relief from the noise of my mind yeah. in a long time. Um, it was interesting, like it's something that I'm quite keen to um, work on going forward is that I had obviously used drugs and alcohol to cover emotional scars. Mm. Um, and then once I got rid of those, which was you know quite a feat, I quickly realized that I used climbing to do exactly the same thing. Um, because I loved it and I just you know everyone talks about being addicted and getting the bug for climbing yeah um, and I'd climb seven days a week and it became actually quite a problematic hobby um, and yeah just learning that balance about you know having it was a, a wholesome outlet but because I was using it essentially to mask those same emotional yeah. traumas and yeah. um, trying to refine that balance of using it and putting it in its proper place and then 
progressing forward. How easy was it to find that balance? Um, not very easy. I feel like balance is the thing that you find when you're running between both ends of the seesaw. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's taken some work. That's and a then... great analogy. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's great. <laughs> but uh, with some, you know, with some external work as well. Um, so some mental health professionals um, and some therapy have helped me. Yeah. Um, but it's been a long process of learning. I feel like with Climb Free and the service that we can provide, we can just try and simplify that. So climbing obviously provides you with that wholesome outlet with like-minded people. Yeah. So you've got the social and the sense of self-achievement and then this mental health toolkit that we want to provide for people at the same time, yeah. which once you leave that climbing wall, you've got some tools to tackle some of the things that are maybe causing you stress or overwhelming you or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. And so that you don't then over rely on the thing that's giving you some escapism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. That's cool. So how have you had feedback from you know people that obviously you've had feedback, but have you had feedback from people that have worked with you that are that have realized this, the same things that you have? Yeah. You know, that this gives me that chance to escape from the busy mind, give me a chance to deal with my thoughts or, or get away from them if I need to or whatever. Um, but it's a balance. Yeah. Um, have you found people going through the same thing? We've had some pretty extreme examples, which, are, you know, they have been the most incredible people uh, being open. Mm. I think that's another big thing, isn't it, about being open about our own personal experiences makes it more human and makes it more uh, understandable for other people to then be open and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and these, these guys have been amazing. They've come from um, some pretty dark places. They've been quite open about talking about uh, that they've been close to taking steps of self-harm and suicide mm. and that this service has literally changed or saved their lives, yeah. um, which is, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's a huge impact to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, like obviously we're coming off the back of the pandemic and the um, the figures for suicide throughout the pandemic were horrendous and they are horrendous in this country. And I just think that, um, you know, the mental health, current mental health system is, is so stretched and it does leave a lot of people um, hanging, unfortunately. Yeah. And we've got these amazing facilities popping up all around the country in terms of climbing gyms. And the vast majority of people um, could probably be saved just by having that service. Yeah, just by knowing that that's an option. Yeah. I, I find that like, a lot of people from all backgrounds, not just any mental health support backgrounds, like they don't need, they don't need to know what climbing is. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, like you said, a fantastic resource yeah. to be able to help this kind of thing. We had, um, we had one lady. Um, who won't mind me saying this because she's been quite open with her story, but she was uh, subjected to quite a serious assault um, and was obviously going through the the system and the legal system for um, dealing with that. But they had given her such a long period, I think something like two years before she was be able to receive any help. Yeah. Never climbed before. Um, I just heard about us and uh, came in off the street. Um, and of course... You know, we, we aren't solving the trauma that she's yeah. experienced, 
but she's openly said that we're giving her a space um, and providing her with a you know, reason just to keep going each week until she can reach those professional resources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just key. Yeah. Yeah. If she didn't have that, she's acknowledged that she might not be here anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I suppose for some people, it's, it's not, climbing's not going to be the fix. No. But it's the maintenance. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah climbing's not going to, um, you know, a miracle cure for, for yeah. mental health, but it is a, a really useful tool for cultivating good mental health and maintaining good mental health. Yeah. I think um, most, most climbers will find that same thing that it is, yeah. the maintenance. You know, like, I, I know myself, I, I, I did a podcast with Becca Drummond a while ago and we spoke about the very thing, like, when you've not been climbing for a while, you feel it. Yeah, absolutely. You feel it. Yeah. There's there's something not quite right. You're not yeah. de-stressing in your normal way. You're not going, it's, it's not, it's not the fix, it's not the cure, but it's the maintenance. Yeah, we need sure. that. I think a lot of climbers would be in the same situation. Yeah. I had a, um, a cancer diagnosis a few years back um, and had an operation between my shoulder blades that oh, put wow. me out of Jesus. climbing for quite a while. Um, and yeah, man, you've been through the ringer, huh? I have. <laughs> like I say, a wealth of experience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it put me out of climbing for for a while. And yeah, I had a really tough time with my mental health during that period. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, like I was saying, it's, there's a an interesting tool um, that I learned through through the um, mental health first aid course called the stress bucket. Um, and this is something that I'd like to provide in a little toolkit. Okay. So obviously when we're exposed to stress, this bucket fills up. Yeah. Um, and we, we never want that bucket to overflow, obviously, because that means we've got to a breaking point. So we attach taps to the bottom of the bucket and they obviously we open those taps to release the pressure. Yeah. Um, and obviously climbing is, is one of those taps. Um, obviously some people use, um, or abuse drugs and alcohol as a tap and mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine as a, an outlet but whether it's healthy or not is up you know maybe yeah, something yeah. for them to decide um but then it's important like i said earlier i got quite addicted to climbing and it became my only tap yeah um so it's important then to to try and identify what what those taps are and climbing is certainly one of them for yeah. for some of us um but then also can we help people to identify whether it's uh you know social talking with family and friends or going for a walk or Whatever they enjoy, yeah, to make sure yeah. they've got all those taps accessible. And like climbing's, I, I don't know if you'll know if you know this or not, but um, climbing's such a, a varied sport with so many different ways to do it, and there's yeah. so many different elements of it that people enjoy. Climbing might be, like you said, climbing might be the only tap. But because there's so many elements, yeah. you could split that into forty-five taps. Absolutely. If, if the thing you actually enjoy is the social side, just going yeah. to Boulder Ball, you could you know, do that. You could still do that and just not climb. Yeah, you yeah. could do that elsewhere. Yeah. You know, that might be the thing, or whether it's the problem-solving part. There's you know, there's yeah. other things in life you could do that. Absolutely. You know. And um, and like you know, a big one is uh, is getting outdoors and in nature. Yeah. And uh, we've yeah. got some of the most incredible places in this country and and abroad. To go and yeah, exactly. yeah, test our skills out. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, yeah, climbing does cover a lot of those bases. It's a, it is an incredible sport. So that's why I just want to get it out to as many people as possible. That's really cool. Have you tried, um, like, so that, I'm guessing you're sort of mainly bouldering then? 
Yeah. Is that where you, that's where you started, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I think bouldering, to start with, is just the, the most accessible, oh, for sure. the least equipment. No arguments there. Potentially the least intimidating. Yes. Um, and because of, obviously, climbing's recent um, outing in the Olympics, mm. it's becoming more popular and bouldering all specifically are popping up all over the country. Um, and so, like I said, we've got these facilities. Uh, let's use them yeah. to yeah, change absolutely. our nation's mental health yeah. or relationship with it. And like you said, you, you know, you're hoping to expand and stuff. And I know that there's there are boulder walls out there specifically that I know would jump on the opportunity to work with. Yeah. Like that. Well, there's lots of projects yeah. already ongoing, isn't there? Yeah. And social groups and stuff. And I just, yeah, let's yeah. work together. And, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool yeah. to see how it grows. Yeah. So have you tried, um, how, what other forms of climbing have you tried then? Personally, yeah. Uh, so personally. I, I live down, like I say, in, in Sussex and in Kent. They've got um, local sandstone outcrops, which yeah. are top ropes. Um, and then I've done a little bit of sport climbing, lead climbing yeah. recently. Cool. Never um, forayed into the old realms of trad. Yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. I like. I like. So how it. does that compare in your head then? Um, like, is it? Does it give you that? Does each form of climbing give you the same kind of outlet as, as you had when you've got into bouldering, or is it a slightly different? I think slightly the, different tap. Yeah, I think the simplicity of bouldering. Yeah. Um, is really key. Yeah. So, like for my first experiences, lead climbing, um, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. Like clipping and making <laughs> sure you don't backclip and yeah. whatever and all sorts, and um. Obviously, I've come across a lot of people, and there's you know this is common in the climbing world of, of people with a fear of falling, yeah, and which is a huge obstacle to overcome. I'm very fortunate, probably because I'm a bit stupid. <laughs> I don't suffer with that fear of falling, but I know a lot of people that do, yeah, and that's just yeah, it's a big obstacle to try and you know to to throw into the mix if you're already trying to overcome obstacles, yeah, yeah, and um, whereas at least with bouldering you can climb to a height that you feel safe yeah you can traverse you know it's it's a bit of a free free space isn't yeah. it to yeah. play around be interesting speaking to you again after you've tried trad yes <laughs> maybe be an interesting one yeah because i like for people like yourself with like the busy mind and you just need a, a space to switch off mm. and focus on one thing not have to deal with all the other thoughts that's going on like bouldering is obviously the one it's yeah. the most accessible it gives you that sort of instant i must focus on this one thing um but because climbing is so varied there's loads of different intensities there's yeah, loads yeah. of different speeds and styles and whatever yeah. like i know that for myself like i i really love that side of climbing where you're just focused on the one thing yeah. all the other thoughts disappear um and i get i get that I think mostly when I'm drag climbing, okay. like when I'm, because, well, I mean, you've placed a bit of gear and it's 10 meters below you yeah. and now I'm freaking out. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is that hold. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the only thing I can think about is this hold and not letting go of this damn hold. Yeah, yeah. And get my foot on that foothold and it's, it's super intense. Yeah. If we go out multi-pitch drag climbing, you get that super intense focus and then you get on the ledge and you sit there for an hour, yeah, yeah. two hours four hours in winter <laughs> you know there's a lot of time and you, you know, your partner's away off climbing up there it's a lot of time to just sit 
in your own head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually, I really enjoy it, just yeah. that time. To, you know, you're on your own on a ledge, yeah. in the middle of nowhere, totally exposed, just going through your own thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I get a lot out of that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of climbers, they get a lot out of that too, yeah, just yeah. being in that space. But obviously it's not going to be for everybody. Well, I think there's, you know, the common saying, isn't there, that the, the most productive and progressive space is outside of your comfort zone yeah and i can imagine yeah. sitting on a ledge <laughs> in full exposure you're outside of that yeah. and a lot of climbing but in a lot of climbing it does push us outside of our comfort yeah, yeah. zone yeah. and like for like for me i was saying i i wanted to find some progression and better myself mm. and i knew that i'd have to put myself into some uncomfortable situations in in order to make progress yeah yeah um I guess, yeah, the service we're providing is just a tiny little bit of hand-holding and doing that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the start of the journey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs a start to the journey. Yeah. Holdings, like you said, that's super accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one Art. of our guys that comes is absolutely obsessed with crack climbing now. Yes. Just obsessed. Yes. I need to, I think he wants to become a third member of the Wide Boys. Awesome. We'll have to see if we can introduce him. Send him up this way. Yes. Um, awesome. Yeah, and like you say, that that he he's been with us for the past year. Yeah. Um, and that's that's his little journey that is he's going on, and he's he's transformed since I first met him. I think he barely barely spoke to me, didn't interact with the group. Yeah. Which is absolutely fine. Like can't um state that enough that people are allowed to come in and and do whatever makes them yeah. happy and comfortable. And that was him at the time. And now he's just just the most outgoing, lovely guy, that's completely awesome. one eighted. Um, yeah, it's cool. That's, really cool to see. Really cool. Yeah, like like I just said that you know, um, climbing's the start. Bouldering is the start of the journey, right? Yeah. right? Everyone needs to start. But it's your journey, absolutely. It's your part. You take it wherever you want. You yeah. do it at your own pace. You learn whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to just go climbing and not talk to anybody, you, yeah, you yeah. do your thing. Yeah, and of course, like like I say, we're starting indoors, but the scope to potentially yeah. reach the outdoors. I know there are already groups that do outdoor stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, outdoors is the dream. That's that's where it's at. It, but you know, once you're at the stage of starting to expand and uh, looking at other walls and stuff, the, the step to outdoor bouldering mm. or or outdoor top rope or whatever, like you've got down down your way, is yeah. it's not actually. It might feel intimidating, but not that. Big no, step no, in, in the end for sure. You no, know? uh, and it just opens up a whole another world of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, it's important also, like with the indoor facilities we've got, it's a, it's a space to teach uh, good etiquette. Yeah. Um, you know, going straight outdoors, we see a lot of <laughs> potential <laughs> poor etiquette, and then yes. you know, with with climbing becoming more popular, our, our outdoor crags can only take so much traffic, um, and and poor yeah. ethics. So. It's important to make sure that we maintain, you know, what's important to us in climbing. It's just looking after the very thing we get joy from. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, that's that's an awesome addition to have. Isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's important to make sure that people that are coming into our sport come come in with that same respect and awareness. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you know, I'm word this. Uh, <laughs> you know, people that come in with. You know that addictive personality and abusing climbing as the this gets me away from everything. Yeah, maybe overusing that a little bit. But you know, 
happens to people might just abuse the thing we're playing on yeah, as well. For sure. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's finding that balance of finding the right balance of where climate's helping you or where you're going down a bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's finding the balance of how we use this crowd but still protect it at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that the vast majority of people, it's not malicious, like say, is it? yeah, it's just no. ignorance and yeah. Um, yeah, trying to provide a space where they feel like they can, you know, maybe ask what could potentially be like a silly question or something, or they feel would be a silly question, yeah, and not yeah. be judged or anything is is exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that's cool. Have you a we kind of briefly mentioned this yesterday, you know, climbing is one of those really cool sports where you can be climbing on a problem and the person that's cheering you on is, you know, a super famous mega strong yeah. fight. Like, have you guys come across much of that in the world that you guys are in? Like, you know, the the people that you work with are yeah. climbing and then they turn around and say, oh my God, it's that person. So we, we do have some um, some cool people down in our local. Um, so we've got a couple of climbers on the on the world circuit. Um, and we've had um, Belinda Fuller, who worked with us. Yeah, she is one of the GB coaches. Yeah. Uh, so her advice, and yeah, you know, she's been wonderful helping us out. That's awesome. And it, yeah, it's just incredible that somebody can come in off the street, and then suddenly be interacting with the top level of climbing instructor or yeah. climber. And um, we we're saying, weren't we, that you know you couldn't play on a tennis court opposite Andy Murray or yeah. kick a football round with Ronaldo because yeah. it's just there's no doesn't facilitate that, that. there's no space for that yeah. like it's not just not going to happen but you know in all of our walls and, and what's so lovely is that they're all so humble yeah and they cheer you on yeah. there's no like you say it's, it's competition essentially against yourself not against each other yeah um, yeah so, and everyone down there respects that yeah everybody you know like we were seeing this yesterday watching all the athletes coming out they're all Sharing beer, they're sharing yeah. ideas, and there's no other sport, no, no other sport where athletes will do that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's super cool. And I know that this is one thing that I, I'm gonna love watching over the next week is some of these athletes that are here from all around the world, they're gonna be here for another week, whatever, yeah, and they're gonna come back in here and try the roots after, absolutely. But so are all the kids that are down there watching them, yeah, and they're gonna get climbed again, yeah, yeah, side by side. That's super cool, yeah, and yeah, so inspiring, yeah. Yeah, I think for you know people that you're going to work with and the people that I work with, and when they first come in climbing, they see one of their heroes or whatever, or someone ridiculously strong, and they get climbed next to them and watch them do their thing and yeah, chat yeah. to them. Like that is so inspiring. Absolutely, you know, and that gives people a huge drive. Like, yeah, yeah, this. absolutely. It's yeah, and like you say, it sort of stems back to that that sort of feeling of self worth, doesn't it? Like yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you can mix with. We're all just human beings. That's um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, super cool. Like I, I knew that as soon as we started chatting yesterday, I was like, "This has to be on a podcast." I want to get this story. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Like what you guys are doing is so cool. Um, I know there's you know there's other charities out there that are working with people from all backgrounds, mm. but it's just it, it's such a cool thing for people with just even a smallest bit of experience mm. in something to be like, I know what helped me, I can give something back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and to see you guys taking that, putting it into practice and now you know, being really popular and wanting to expand. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's super cool. Well, we're, we're still 
quite embryotic, but you know, with, with people's support. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, hopefully Ten years' can... time, it'll be nationwide. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hopefully yeah, sooner man. than that. But That would yeah, be super cool. We'll see. But yeah, I just want to help as many people as possible realise that the obstacles they may be facing mentally are not as big yeah. and uh, yeah, impossible as they may think. Yeah. Yeah, and with some the right support and uh, the right environment, they can overcome them. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, and just right off, like, is there anything you know? Just personally, is there anything you're wanting to to do in that next ten, ten years? You know, you've got you've got your plans for climbing free, but what about you? What um, are you going to do? Well, yeah, that's you a know? good question. I don't know. You're I, still on this journey. Oh uh, yeah, true. It's true. I do. I I just um. It's just really awesome, like like you say, being invited up here and getting to be just as inspired as you yeah. see these little kids running around. I'm I'm just a little kid myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I'm just enjoying enjoying the journey, yeah. and then yeah, my this is going to sound really um, contrived, but I I get my joy from from helping other people and and seeing them take steps to, yeah. to better themselves so yeah. that's all I can ask for really is good man doing good people. well man. Yeah. nice nice oh I mean thank you for taking time I know you meant to be looking after a stall <laughs> you want to go down and watch all the athletes yeah, do their thing cool. but thanks for taking the time and yeah. sitting in this weird small room it's somehow, awesome somehow worked out. <laughs> uh, but that was good this awesome. is thank a life much, memory thank you Ah, oh, I just feel warm and fuzzy after that. What a lovely guy. What a genuinely lovely guy. Really, really nice person to chat to. I'm so glad I managed to sit down with him and like steal him away from his stall for five minutes. Um, but no, I hope you guys are all sitting there feeling warm and fuzzy as well. That was great to hear. And I know that Jamie is predominantly a boulderer, but when he does get out and he gets on his top ropes, I bet he does his buddy checks. You should too.